Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 391. This is your guide to the geek side. And before we get into the meat of the show, just want to remind you that you can subscribe to all of our wonderful podcasts on our network feed that has our Star Wars, our Star Trek, our video games, and Secret Friends Unite Prime, which you're listening to now. And you can then go over to YouTube, subscribe to our wonderful YouTube channel, see our wonderful faces, and... When you do that, also leave a comment and uh, give us a big thumbs up. But enough of that. I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by Charlie Carden. I'm dancing, dancing, dancing. I'm a dance machine. I'm just kidding. I'm rarely any of those things. Hello, everyone. Great day for me. I had a great weekend, man. I rode, I rode 13 and a half miles on my bike yesterday, trail ride, 16 and a half miles today on my bike today, trail ride. I got one day of work and then a week's worth of vacation going to my mom, sitting by the poolside, going kayaking. I'm feeling pretty good. Very That's good, me. Charlie. Very, very good. Yes, it's been a it's been an interesting week after I came back from vacation. Enough said about that. But more needs to be said about our newest secret friend, Unite, a secret friend who's coming on the show for the first time, but has been on the co-op mode. That is the lovely and talented Mr. Delvin Cox. How you doing, everybody? Charlie's energy is very infectious. I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, he encourages you. singing, Delvin. So if you're inclined to sing, go right ahead. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, Delvin already has a singer with his name or very close to it. Are you familiar with a little group called Jodeci? Of course. Mr. Delvin. Flint's own. Flint's own. 20 miles from my house. Yes. Jojo. Yes. Casey. Jojo, Casey, Uh, and Mr. Delvin. Yes. Girls from my high school were like groupies for uh, <laughs> Jodeci. It was pretty embarrassing. They the way the lengths they went to try to meet them. Oh, but, you know, my, it is what I, it was. Wow, I have absolutely steered things away. I'm going to shut my face, Delvin. <laughs> please, I love Jodeci. Great group. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, one of the better MTV unplugged. By the way, get a chance. Yeah. To see oh God. It really yeah. Well. Oh God. Put them it's on the amazing. Map. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Delvin. Um, you, I mean, you do several cool podcasting things. I've been on your podcast, the Delvin Cock Experience. Yes. Thank you for having me on. You're part of the BSVG where you talk about all things video games, which we do not on this podcast, of course, but that's okay. Uh, we have another podcast for it. So, um, but you also, um, are trying some new things in the world of nerds. So tell, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing and then we want your geek origin following that. Okay. Um, it was just announced this week so I could talk about it. I'm playing a role in an audio drama for something, a very popular, I, well, it's going to seem like it's going to be very popular. The, the audio drama is for Justice League Immortal. Wow. Whoa. That's I amazing, playing, man. I am playing John Stewart Green Lantern. Stop yes. it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, am a, I am a Green Lantern cosplayer, nondescript. Um, I enjoy Green Lantern very much of the DC because I'm more of a Marvel guy. Green Lantern is kind of my jam, so that's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. It's kind of a dream come true for me to be playing such a legendary character because I, I was a big fan. I'm a big DC fan and Marvel fan, but the Justice League Unlimited and the Justice League um, show from the 90s was my jam. That was my jam. And John Stewart totally. was my Green Lantern for a long mm. time. That was the one I was always back in my head. I used to love when he showed up on the shows and I – 
I, I was super happy. Like when anytime you seen John Stewart, I think recently a uh, Green Lantern movie came out because they're doing something with him in um, DC Animated. Mm-hmm. Now. And I watched yeah. that. I'm super excited to see where that goes. So being able to play such a legendary character as John Stewart and carry on that tradition of being like one of those characters, I think is super cool. I'm super excited. That's for awesome. Awesome. You got to oh, play cool. him before Common did. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the that was like the casting thing. Common was gonna be Green Lantern and John Stewart. So very cool, oh man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. Good deal. I love it. Well, it makes, well it even makes me a hardened Marvel apologist fanboy excited for something DC related, which is it, as we'll go on to talk about in the news in very short supply. These <laughs> <days>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but so, uh, yes, yeah, the origin. So story, how will, how will people well how will people find this when it's there or you know will you share details? Um, obviously, let us know how we can uh, absorb this. We can't watch it because it's an audio book, so yeah. audio drama. So yeah, it's an audio drama. Um, just look at, look for it on my Twitter because we're starting recording for it now. If I'm correct, they're recording part one of the script as we speak. So more they they announced the cast. I want to say this past week they announced the cast. Okay, and it's it's a big cast of people, podcasters and creators, all coming together on this one big project, and it's super cool. Cool, like you know, if you listen to the Who Will Win show, which is a great show, Race the Canis from that show is playing Batman. Um, Crystal Storm is playing; she's the narrator for it. It's a lot of people in it involved in it, so it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So, look forward in the next couple of weeks. I I'm also in a small, another audio drama where I play a small role called uh, Star Wars Legacy. Ooh, which is all right. I did mention that to Mark Carabin, so I, I, I passed along the name of the uh, creator of that. So hopefully, Charlie, you yes. will uh, be part of that when you talk about it on Holocron Chronicles. Yep, totally awesome. That, I love it. That was a lot of fun. I got to get killed in that one, so that was also cool, pretty cool, <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> The best. Oh, oh, you got to practice yeah. your death noises. That's always Ow, exciting. Ow, my back. Ow, my spine. <laughs> my butt. Oh. <laughs> Lightsaber to the ass is never a good way to die. But, Delvin, before we get to listen to your audio drama, I want to hear about your geek origin story. Okay, that's, that's simple. I grew up loving comics um, ever since I was a, a child. Like, you know, growing up in Miami, watching cartoons in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s, so I used to love Saturday morning cartoons. That was my thing, you know, whether it was Transformers, G.I. Joe, even the Star Trek one came on. Like, I used to wake up 4 o'clock in the morning. This was back in the day when they had it. For some ungodly reason, on weekdays, the cartoon block started at 4 a.m. and ended like at 9 a.m., so, oh my God, like, and the, and they forced you to watch Star Trek: The Animated Series. That that was that was one of the ones that came on. They had oh Brave God. Star. They had He. Oh yeah, Brave Star. Saber riding the star shells, Transformers, stuff like that. I remember like waking up early in the morning to watch all those shows. Oh oh yeah, and Jim Jim and the Holograms too came on around that time. Oh oh yeah. yeah. So, oh boy, the 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 truly outrageous. The fastest sinking live adaptation that I've ever heard of was Gem and Holograms. Ugh. I heard it was bad. I, I didn't even bother watching it. No, well, nobody, nobody saw did. It. That, nobody <laughs> did. That's, that, that, that's the deal. But yeah, and then I kind of grew. I didn't grow away from cartoons. I still watch cartoons today. But then I, my grandmother used to take me to flea markets. 
And there's this one big flea market that used to come down here like two or three times a year called on the, on Miami Beach. That was called the Miami Beach Convention Center, the world's largest indoor flea market. It was a huge thing down here where every year, I want to say twice a year, they'd come to the Miami Beach and we would go there and they would have these giant comic book sections. Oh, wow. Where you could just go buy like canes of comic books for like really cheap, like a dollar, two dollars. And my grandmother used to give me $20. And I would go just rack up on comics like Daredevil, Batman, Superman. It's, it was my actual first time buying mangas because I didn't know because I was like hmm. six, seven years old. Didn't know what mangas was. Didn't know what anime was. Nothing like that. I just comic book is a comic book to me. So my first manga was Fist of the North Star. Have, have you ever heard of Fist so of the violent. North Star? Yeah. so violent that, oh my god try, try like this one guy would just touch somebody would just like touch a person and like parts of their body would explode because he oh. had such crazy so it's powers like, uh, it's like homelander and the boys is what you're saying like squish and it's, not for uh, kids but kids read it and watched it it's, yeah it's that, like, that was um, 80s we watched you know jeff goldblum's the fly you know i mean yeah. shit stuff we and did robocop you know bodies yeah. exploding yeah <laughs> I wa- did you did you show that one to Grandma Delvin? Look at the face exploding, Grandma. <laughs> me. I remember that doesn't get you twenty dollars. That doesn't get you in the next twenty dollars, Delvin. It just doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think she ever asked about it. She just kind of let me do my okay. thing when it comes to comic books and stuff like that, you know. And I remember fisting it off star so big, very well because it was like, for those who want to check it out, it's Mad Max meets Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Excellent. And, and so I kind of just like never grew out of, out of love of comics, man. I kind of followed comics from day one in terms of like going to, even when this flea market stopped coming down here, I would find, I would like find comics like that. I, I got older and I, this is how long ago this was. They would sell comic books at drugstores. Oh so yeah. That's like, where, that's where, that's where I got my first, uh, comic book. Yeah. The Notre Dame pharmacy in my hometown of gross point, Michigan. That's Revco, Revco yeah. and Lapeer, Michigan. Yeah. Mar- everybody Mar- had their, yeah. their gateway drug at the drugstore. Right. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel comics, original run issue number 65 of a copy framed upstairs in my house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You never yeah. forget your first pop your cherry as it were. Yeah. yeah. And my dream is probably to, to own a spinner rack. Oh. And just put comics in it. That would be so much fun. I would do that. I agree. I would. Do, they got to be out there. You got to get on American Pickers for some of that stuff. But I bet you find it. Yeah. Yeah. With like the, all comics under seventy five bucks or seventy five cents. That's <laughs> oh yeah, seventy five bucks. But if you factor in inflation, so well, cool. Well, uh, in the uh, in the interest of moving along, Todd, um, you 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 use executive override to choose this comic book cover this week. And yes, it, I, you did not disappoint. So I'll, I will let you take, though your, your, your B choice wasn't bad either, but this is pretty, break it down for me. Yeah. So we, Delvin, we always pick the comic book issue that matches the episode number of our show. So it's funny because we are soon going to run out of Marvel comics. And so it's going to be a lot of DC right. comics because Marvel right. comics typically don't go on Charlie, unless you do executive privilege and just like invoke the legacy numbering, which figuring but, that out. I don't know. Might have to, but I think we're yeah. a few hundred episodes off of that. So, yeah, we'll see. Probably. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, yes, we picked uh, Detective Comics uh, number uh, 391, uh, 
presents Batman and Robin. And the cover is kind of a unique cover. It looks like it's old photographs, and it's called 1963 Class Prophecy. Jenny Jenkins, and we got a photo of her. The gal most likely to marry Batman, another photo where they're getting married and it's Batman wearing Batman costumes. That's interesting. Yep. And to yeah, be yep. and to be Batman's yeah, widow. And I like the fact that his gravestone is shaped like a bat, which is pretty cool. And there's like That's the good. eternal flame. Gotta love it. Aww. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, she's, uh, I mean, I'm curious. What's the deal? So, you know, this came out in uh, September of 1969. This says 1963. So seven years later, is this trying to give us some kind of a, a hint? Maybe that, you know, Batman is, I mean, did he go to high school with Ginny? Do we know that he's in his mid-20s? Is he like perpetually always mid-20 or is he? does he age? I don't know. Throws a lot of things into the mix, but one thing that doesn't really matter is that crisis came along and this never happened. I just wow. wonder how any of these comics ever interrelated to each other at all. You well, what I, mean? I like about this comic, Charlie, is the fact that, and Devin, I think you'll appreciate this, the fact that he just was being Batman. So this is his out. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne isn't part of this equation. So essentially, oh, right. he married this he married this woman as Batman. He never took off the cowl, never said I'm Bruce Wayne. So essentially, he's like, uh, me and Jenny, we're done. Batman's dead. <laughs> well, the thing is, he doesn't have to say it. He doesn't have to say it to anybody. The only person ever knows is Robin and Alfred. You know, it's an out. And yeah, that's, you know, what are the job prospects for just Batman? I hope she had a good job. Uh, how did he sign just, the yeah. wedding certificate? Did you sign Batman? <laughs> you might not, not not legal in any court of law. He just Batman. he just he just stamps a a bat signal. <laughs> yeah, Mark. yeah. So it's not as, he is. He's like Prince. Batman, Prince. Did you ever see them in the same place? At the oh, same time? the symbol, the symbol, the Batman right. symbol, the Prince exactly. symbol. Yeah, yeah. Batman is. Oh my I, goodness. I, I could, I could have seen Batman as a great prince. Oh, my God. Well, the only person who'd ever be able to bring us that news from beyond the grave, I would no. say, would be our 122-year-old senior news correspondent. I'm talking about Madam Webb down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, giving us the freshest, the freshest scoops, the hottest takes. Let's go down there and see what's going on. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Madam Webb. I don't want to tell you this, but uh, I have to. Delvin happens to live in the sunniest state in all the land. Um, if you are thinking about uh, creating your own Golden Girls in the sunny state, I'm sure Delvin can show you around, can find you a great property, and set you up that, uh, that property where you can find three other gal pals and have sex romps and fun in the sunny state. Delvin, is that, is that sound doable? Sounds, sounds, like, sounds achievable. Sounds like something we can make happen. Okay. You know. Thank you for being a friend. Being a friend. Oh, my God. Um, yikes. Okay, so first up, uh, Shakeman When the Walls Fell. That's a Star Trek reference nobody else will get. Um, March, uh, a, a director, Mark, uh, Bat, I can talk. Mark, what is going on? <laughs> Are you having a stroke, Charlie? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Delvin, Delvin call 911 to Charlie's oh, house. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, uh, Matt Shakeman, director of WandaVision, was attached to direct the fourth movie in the Kelvin timeline Star Trek, which I was not at all interested in. But he bailed on that gig to direct something I'm very interested in. Uh, he is confirmed to be in talks 
with the good folks at Disney to be the director of the upcoming Fantastic Four film, which was announced back at, uh, I was going to say C2E2. What was the big uh, San Diego Comic-Con? Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, sources from The Hollywood Reporter are kicking this information back that he's having conversations with Marvel Studios. As I said, he has a track record. Uh, with Marvel Studios for WandaVision, which I enjoyed very much, which is why I gave this the A was Agatha all along gag. Um, and uh, yes, he was uh, replacing, uh, oh yeah, I forgot that John Watts, who did uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, was previously attached. So um, makes me wonder, is this troublesome that they were bouncing around director? Or is this just kind of par for the course? Uh, in particular for um, the Fantastic Four, which is obviously... Or at least I would say, kind of the heir apparent to the next big thing in conjunction with the X Men um, for Marvel Studios to launch into the future. With what we've talked about was a very all over the place Phase Four with the TV projects and the movies and and everything never really seemingly coming into place. So, uh, Todd, you loved Wandavision, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm mistaken, I did. I thought okay, it was really. I, I really thought it, it's it's probably, in my mind, the most original of the MCU TV shows yeah. we've gotten in regards to their Agreed. premise, the way they presented it, the, 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 the story they told. Obviously, at the end, it kind of became very formulaic in the MCU way where you got to right. finally have the big bad. But I liked what they did. It was very cool. And it was just it was so unexpected. This is going to be Marvel's first MCU show. And they, they really kicked it off with like, wow, this could be anything in the MCU. So I appreciate this. And I think this is a good pick. I mean, the guy when I looked at his resume, they, they, they talk about more of his credits at the, at the background. It's really cool. He's directed episodes of Succession, Mad Men, Six Feet Under, The Boys, The Great, House MD, Fargo, wow. Game of Thrones, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So if he can do essentially anything because he's done comedy, drama, yeah. time pieces, things like that. So I think this is awesome. And um, I really look forward to him uh, doing more in the MCU. So why not? We got time. They haven't, you know, they, I don't even know if they have a script yet. They haven't cast anything. So this is the perfect time to figure out who is right for this role. And he's already in the, the Marvel wheelhouse. So this right. makes a lot of sense. And the fact that he did the boys, he and he's right. done WandaVision, means he's got two differing weird points on superheroes. So I appreciate right. that. Very true. Yeah. Now, this is this is interesting in this article because it, this, this was prior to him dropping out of... Um, committing to uh, to being part of the Star Trek film. So do you think there was any kind of Marvel Studios pressure to be like, we really don't want you doing that, so here's the deal? Uh, or do you think it happened kind of organically? I don't know. Disney seems like they don't really want to sh- – Disney is not really much of the mind to share. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You think they kind of I just, I just think there's just not much. I don't don't think there's much energy on that Star Trek project. I think I mean, someone's keeping it I, alive and it's on it's on the iron lung. But beyond yeah. that, I think it's just like, can they make some magic happen? Maybe they yeah. haven't hired all this the, the the crew yet for it. So yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, aff- I affirmatively feel as as a Star Trek loyalist, a purist, someone who and someone and someone who's enjoying what Star Trek is experiencing in the second golden age on television. Which Todd and I, you and I, you and I have always agreed. That's where Star Trek needs to be. There have been a handful of great stories told on the big screen for Star Trek, but really, probably 50 50. Yeah, I 60 40 tops, but yeah, absolutely. Um, that, <laughs> so, that, this, that small screen is where it belongs. 
Yeah. So okay. Delvin, when you when when you, I mean, Fantastic Four obviously talked about your your journeys in the realm of comics. Fantastic Four has been one of those comics that's I don't know if it's anybody's favorite. Charlie really likes them. I've enjoyed them, but they're not in the top ten. So for you, hear about about this new Fantastic Four movie. Considering there's been two prior attempts, well, three prior attempts, is this interesting at all to you? Yeah, but for different reasons because I've always found the Fantastic Four kind of how do I say this nicely like boring but it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily I always the most interesting thing about the Fantastic Four always to me has been the villains so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited always. about the Fantastic Four coming in because we get the Fantastic Four villains bring on Doctor Doom we are got Kane the Conqueror who's a Fantastic Four and Avengers villain I think that right. the Mole Men <laughs> like there are so many elements of the Fantastic Four everybody wants the Mole yes. Man <laughs> or the or I mean the Molecule Man the Scrolls were a Fantastic yeah. Four character issue issue number two where they were cows in the field that was their big disguise I mean the Annihilus okay. from the Negative yeah, Zone yeah, an, bring an, on the an, Negative an, Zone yeah Annihilus Blastar Galactus of course was is a Fantastic Four character so yeah yeah I, all I, of I, it. I, all of it's cool. If they can bring a modern take to the Fantastic Four and make them cool, because that's always been my thing. They've always kind of felt like, the, the, perfect example, the Incredibles feels like they did the Fantastic Four right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. They seem mm-hmm. like interesting, cool characters. They can kind of grab that same energy from the Incredibles and bring it to the Fantastic Four. I'm all in. Right. Cool. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Todd, move us on into choppier waters for DC Comics. Yeah, it's kind of like when we talk about DC and Warner Brothers right now, Discovery, it's kind of like nothing will supply, uh, surprise me lately. It's funny because I was seeing a story about this new Batman animated series by Bruce Timm, and it was going to be awesome, and now it's being shopped around because it's not going to be on HBO Max. I'm like, I hope somebody picks it up because that would be awesome because I love Batman the animated series. But enough about that. We are getting rumblings that we are essentially, uh, essentially going to be getting the Kevin Feige of the DC Universe Probably for the third time. Some guy. That's that's yes. how I that, that's they how I listen. He here is some guy. Oh man. So who who is some guy, Todd? Who is he? So Dan Lin um, is being eyed as this, and he's a pretty successful producer. He was involved in Lego films, uh, Sherlock Holmes, when that was actually a thing and kind of fell off the map. Um, he was involved in, uh, I'm trying to think of his other properties that are out here. Uh, oh, uh, the It and It Chapter 2. Uh, Love those. The yeah. Death Note, uh, Disney's uh, live-action Aladdin, The Departed, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, a bunch of different things. So he's got a, a a bunch of credits, and then he also did some, like I said, the Lego stuff. So it's kind of cool. So he has kind of a broad spectrum. He's he's kind of a professed um, big deal. And um, Alan Horn, who was you know kind of uh, hand in hand with uh, getting Kevin Feige on board with Disney, also this guy was a protege of his. So I'm like. And Alan Hoare is actually involved with selecting the guy. So I'm like, this could be a big deal. And this could finally play out. Now, if it works, I don't know if we'll see any fruits of this labor, how long this takes. Will there be like the same path or will they do something hybrid? I don't know. But I've always worried about Warner Brothers in DC because it's they've never had one consistent voice. They've never tried to do one consistent thing. It's always been all over the board. When they get somebody on board, somebody else gets fired. So, and then there's always 85, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, pan. What is it? Uh, irons in the fire. 
Is that what right, you say? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, they're juggling all the cats. I don't know. Whatever it is, right. there's juggling, always so many things. Juggling, so it's like juggling the iron cats right into the iron mm-hmm. throne. Yeah. So yeah. everything you're seeing on DC that that we know of, this guy will have nothing to do with. So his job is essentially going to say what's going to happen. Like he didn't have anything to do with the Batgirl getting canceled or um, the next Scooby Doo Scoob thing happening. So right. I don't, I don't really envy him and what he has to do, but he has the opportunity to kind of just go in at ground zero and say, we can have a path forward once we get past the next two years. So I hope this works because Lord almighty DC needs some help and they're just too good to be allowed to, to squander themselves. So Delvin, you were saying something and we kind of cut you off. So what what are your thoughts with this and and their path? I, I think it's great that they're trying to get some direction behind it but they've had direction it's just everywhere except in the movie universe which is so weird because greg the blanty has been doing it years in in the arrowverse yeah right bringing his own universe in and they even with them stepping on him because at one point they were like hey can't we you can't use harley quinn anymore because because originally harley quinn was supposed to be part of arrow you can't use batman oh really can't use Batman. yeah she's supposed to be a big part of the arrow series and they Took her really? away for the suicide. And, yeah, yeah, and Arrow could have been Batman because really a lot there was a lot uh-huh. of the same notes, yes. um, and they wouldn't let. So there's never been a bat. They've never been. They danced around so much doing a Batman television series to be like, here he is a young kid, and now as we were, you know, mercilessly mocking in the last episode, you know, the, the Batman's Butler, the journey of Pennyworth. It's like, <laughs> what? What are you yeah. doing? Stop <laughs> exactly. it! Stop! Yeah, oh, and, and, and we've got the note. Yeah. I think that's been the biggest problem. Yeah, I was gonna say we- DC has this. Okay, thing where- let the let, let the guest talk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they have the, DC has this thing where they don't allow their TV characters to also be in their movies as well, and it hurts the show. So you have these dumb things where, like, hey, we have Titans, and our Titans show has Nightwing, but it technically speaking can't have Batman. So he teaches. Well, it has a Batman, but he's not Batman. He's Bruce Wayne, who's old and leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've got, they've just got themselves backed into a corner with so many rules that have just kept them from being successful. That you know, it was like the MCU, Charlie. When when that was split, we had like the Agents of Shield, where nobody could show up, and then we had like Black Cloak and Dagger, and then we had all these other shows. So it's like Marvel finally figured it out. Now, if that's to the the benefit of the MCU, we'll see because it just started. But to your point, the CW is as being sold to Next Star, and there's going to still get properties, but they want to go and make cheap content. So I don't know where this is going, and we don't know either. And, and, uh, and yeah, this discovery coming along, shedding properties left and right. Yeah. yeah, the DC in the next, like you said, the next two to five years is that it's anybody's guess, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had yeah. properties like Batgirl sold off or basically uh, is a tax write off because it apparently was more like a CW movie than it was really like a big, big event. And so they're gonna, they figure they can make more off their tax write-off than they would have, which, you know, there's a lot of bad optics on it. We get that. Um, So the question now is where are they headed forward? 
And Charlie, you put another link in here. The fact that yeah. their release schedule for movies has now changed significantly. So Black Adam is the only movie we're getting this fall. Then uh, year, the other two big movies. All, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the only uh, DC movies we know next, they have like real releases except for maybe Flash, which we'll not talk about, um, is the fact that Aquaman 2 is headed to Christmas 2023 and Shazam, Fear of the Gods, heads to March. Um, they are also... Yeah, and this uh, is funny. Yeah, House Party is getting a theatrical release, which I found interesting because I didn't know they were making a new House Party. Uh, Is Kid and Play involved? Well, I see Kid and Play as... Yeah, as they, you know, they're, are they old as hell? Are they still trying to dance? How, what, what terrible condition are their bones in? Are they trying to do the kickstep? But one of them is there like an eye top fade that is taller than a obelisk? I don't I know. Get, I, I mean, are they going to get Martin Lawrence back? I, I mean, I, I, I know I'm being cheeky. I absolutely love that film. It's one of my paragons of my teenage years, you know, things that, you know, uh, yeah, things that, you know, a young white kid in an affluent neighborhood in Michigan, it was, that was my eye into urban lifestyle. I loved it. Loved it. I wonder how they're going to do that film. LeBron James is executive producing it, so I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to bring in, like, new modern hip-hop artists that are young and, you know, that could be a, a way in. I don't know. I I, I don't who, know how they do was, that. But yeah, who was who was kid's father in that? It was a comedian, Robin. Uh, Rob, Robin. Robin. Oh, Baby's kids. Yeah, man, but what was Robin. yeah, right? And he was also in Harlem Nights. But I'm just trying. Yeah, to yeah. Kind of and he died yeah. tragically young. Yes. Yeah, did he? Incredible. He didn't look that young. He didn't look that young when he was in those movies. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some time. people always look old, like me. No, just yes. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, the Evil Dead Rise is actually coming to theaters as well. Um, but yeah, so it's a mixed bag of things that will be. Uh, and they they've they've benched some movies as well. Apparently, Charlie, the new um, Salem's Lot is TBD, Aww. which is sad to me because I was excited for that. So, gentlemen. I, I, you know what? More to come when it comes to the Warner Brothers Discovery, but it's. I hope someone can write the ship because if not, right. sell DC to someone else. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> let's pick let's pick it up rapid fire. Three stories left. Todd, we're getting the first solo run of Monica Rambo, Rochambeau. Uh, yeah, this is, is crazy, isn't it? The, yeah. the fact that she was uh, 19, a pioneer 19, comic character. Yeah, 1982, Amazing Spider-Man Annual 16. Just remember that off the top of my head. And it's in the article, so I didn't read ahead, though. Uh, yeah, created by uh, John Romita Jr. and Roger Stern, who really ruled Spider-Man back in those days. Um, but yeah, it, at that time, I think that Carol Danvers had lost her powers to Rogue. That had happened in the great... Um, uh, a battle, and it was at least it was revealed in Avengers Annual number ten, where she lost her memory. They had the big battle at the Golden Gate Bridge, and Rogue sucked her power out. So yes, yeah, she was out of the game. So then, yeah, Monica Rambeau comes along. She was a, a Harbor Patrol captain in New Orleans. So target it's not somebody from New York City. Wasn't a weird lab experiment or something, but yeah, was imbued by the power cosmic. And then she not only became a member of the what was the East Coast Avengers when there was East Coast and West Coast in the late 80s, but she was chairman at one point. So she's a serious ass hero, but getting her own limited run. And again, Todd and I have talked about it again. I love five issue series in Marvel because you know what? They don't get canceled. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing I like about them the most because, yeah, you'll get into, oh, man, I'm loving the She-Hulk run. I'm up to episode, issue 11. Done. Oh, I'm loving this new Iron Man spinoff up to issue 14. Done. 
But a five issue run, you can plan for it. It's a complete. It's, it's like watching a mini. It's like watching a show on Prime or Netflix or whatever. You know what I mean? It's good, good stuff. So this is cool. I'm excited about this. Yeah, she was the first Captain Marvel I really read. I mean, right. she was in the comics at the time I was reading. So this was Captain Marvel. And I loved her. I thought she was great. Now, was she a, a herald of Galactus as well? Nope. Or no, nope. Binary was. Who was? Yeah, who was uh, Carol Danvers? Yeah. So Danvers. That, was Carol, yeah, exactly. that was Carol Danvers post Captain Marvel gig. Then she transitioned. She lost those powers, was Warbird for a little while in the uh, long story. Wong Perez run and then found her way around and now being Photon, having kind of proved yeah. the same power set. Which, which this is a good move because she is going to make more of a presence because she's going to be part of the Marvel's movie. Right, um, so this is great. Done. And obviously she was part of the WandaVision. So this kind of comes full service. So with this, Delvin, um, Monica Rambeau, I mean, you're, you're the kid of the 80s. Once again, are you familiar with the character? And what do you think? Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's really cool that Marvel has kind of stepped into this kind of diversity with their characters and they're starting to realize diversity is paying off like I remember a couple years ago when they were like hey we're going to start investing in Black Panther and we start and we're going to start getting writers who can write Black Panther and make it a big deal and Black Panther right. became one of the top selling Marvel comics <laughs> like you know because it's it shows the, that the, um, the audience is there the audience yeah. exists but it's on it's untapped you know yeah. the same way that audience for Black Panther was tapped in 1966 when they introduced him in the Fantastic Four you know yeah. So when you, when you invest in it, they will they will come, and I think that's right. kind of the same thing. You start investing in black characters and characters of all cultures and diversity. Not only mm-hmm. black comic book re- readers will read them, but all of them, as long as it's good, as long as it's something that people want to read and something that's interesting in, I think they will right. come. And I think it's really cool to do that around the time when you have the Marvels coming out, so people will be even more invested into the character. So I think it's smart, smart marketing. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait to talk, check it out. You yeah, as we've talked things, about, they will come. You got it. Yeah, we talked about it when you got a new property and you don't have a comic book to sell to the kids. That's a big mistake. This is perfect. I look at this right. cover; it's beautiful. Whoever did the art, kudos. Right. It looks awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Great, great, well, great, great, a uh, great uniform too. Because I just love it. It's, it's very simple and it's very yeah. represents a photon. Very cosmic. It's, very cool. It's yes, no uh, end ornamentation. So uh, Disney is Disney truly on a roll. Over Disney Plus because um, Todd, everybody loves a monkey, right? Doesn't everybody love things monkey? Monkeys are funny. Wasn't that a Homer Simpson? Yes. There was a Clint Eastwood movie called uh, Everybody Way But Loose, where Clint Eastwood teamed up with a monkey named Clyde. Why well, not? You know what? <laughs> if that bleeds into this, uh, we're getting a live action series based on uh, Marion C. Cooper's original King Kong film from 1933. Wow, that's a take. Because in King Kong, let's say we've had we had films in uh, in the seventies with uh, Faye Dunaway. No, yeah, uh, Faye Dunaway. Jessica, Jessica, no, just, Jessica, Jessica uh, no, not Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Just, Think about it. No, Think about no, it. Yes, the old woman from uh, from the cocoon. Whoa, no, it's Jessica, but, Jessica um, from American Horror Stories. Whatever her name was. Oh, I did. No, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. Lang. So that was 76. We got another one in 86. And then we, I know Peter Jackson, his movie was 86. Was there an 86? Yes. Yeah, it, says, it says right here. 
Yeah, I don't remember nine, the 86 nine, Kong. I, I, I remember see, Peter Jackson's. Yeah. There was one, yeah, one in 98, one in 05, and 05 was, was Peter Jackson. 2017, we got Kong Skull Island, which was awesome. He was there and to, was, set, was set in the 1960s, post-Vietnam. And then we finally got Godzilla versus Kong, which was, you know, it's a big monster movie. I don't remember what happened in it, but I would be willing to believe. I remember there was an underground sequence where a nuke went off, and there was just a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, this just goes, boop, wipes all that out, and it's go- they're going back to playing with this deal. And it's a TV show. So, I mean, my <laughs> my recollection of what I feel like that was like was, you remember the uh, Treehouse of Horror, uh, King Kong, where obviously Kong is Homer, Marge is the, the damsel in distress, the, the evil billionaires, of course, Mr. Burns, they go to Monkey Island and you know, bring him, bring him back. Uh, and then he and Marge get married at the end and Homer eats the, eats her father. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That, that's what I remember. So wow, Charlie, is, that, that took us on a journey and we all learned something. You, if this is like that, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, um, it, it's the rights, the public domain, things like that. Apparently Kong is different than King Kong. Just kind of yeah. like Nintendo, and Charlie, I'm breaking the, is, the, the, is, the seal on the video games. N- Nintendo so, is different than Nintendo. So, so N- Nintendo got to do Donkey Kong and say, "Oh, it has nothing to do with your 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 copyright." So we make it, Donkey Kong, not Kong. It is just a Kong. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, because we've got the Warner Brothers uh, Monsters Universe Godzilla and Kong, but apparently they can make a King Kong with Disney, which just seems like does Disney not have enough things that they could adapt? They've got so many things they haven't adapted yet with their right. Fox IPs. It's so weird. I yeah. love Kong Skull Island, and to me, that's the pinnacle of Kong movies. But I'll leave it there. Delvin, when it comes to this, is this something where is Kong big enough to have like so many weird things going on with Kong? I think, it's gonna get weirder. I think it's going to get a lot weirder <laughs> because now that Kong oh, is a yes. uh, public domain, you're going to start right. getting the, 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 the bootleg Kong movies like <laughs> the, the, the indie. Oh, is, is, gonna is this going to be a, is this going to be a rule 34 situation where there's Kong porn? Because I just know Probably. no Kong versus <laughs> Transmorphers, right? We got Kong versus yes. Transmorphers. We've got yes. Kong versus the Revengers. I mean, it's going to yes. be like weird. Kong yeah. versus just, Thor, and it's like Thor, like looking from like the the old Hulk ser- series and things like that. Oh, yeah, it's like that. the weird. Yeah, because Thor is obviously a Norse god, so you can do it. Delvin, you just opened the gates of hell and released the copyright uh, <laughs> deities to come in and say, I "You're going to get it, all this crap. Enjoy." Like it. Said, we are one of them. My my goal was, of course, to simply have Kong. It's this is the Kong and Ewoks crossover I'm looking at. So can we? Put this as a, this is a oh. caravan of garbage kind of scenario. Can you put the the, the, the Ewoks, Ewoks uh, worship Kong? <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. They abandon C three PO to worship Kong, and then uh, Luke Skywalker has to show down uh, Kong. It would have to be animated, of course, but I think they could find a way to make it happen. Which Luke Skywalker this would is, they use? This is... Would they use Luke Skywalker from the Star Wars series or Luke Skywalker from the Two Live Crew? Oh, oh okay. God. I'm going with your idea. Uh, so he has to wrap him down. He has yes, to, he me has to, so what? It, what would a good like me so horny compared to like apes be like me so hungry? Me yeah. so monkey? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, two live crew. I just he was he just became Luke after after Lucas. He got sued. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, let's take it home and Todd. All I can say was, at least it's not Avatar. Yes, I'm talking about Top Gun Thank Maverick. Thank God. 
Oh, no, no, I was going to, you brought the wrong link. So wrong link. We're not going to talk about that because nobody cares about that. Nobody talks about that. I'm going to give you a new link. It's going to be essentially. Oh, no, uh, okay. Yeah, so let me update the link. Uh, hey guys, the 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 sausage is being made. So I'm gonna okay. apply a new link, and we will talk about this because this leads into our favorite time of the year, which is Shocktober. Um, it's coming up very soon. Magical time of the stab. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Delvin, you know Donnie Reese, one of your co-hosts, one of your your, your the biggest you know fans of all the land of horror films. We had him on last year for Shocktober. He's going to be very excited about this. The fact that Halloween ends is coming out. We didn't love the last one, but hopefully this is better. Um, Hall- but Hall- Halloween never ends. Yes. The go. surprising note is even though theaters are open, everything's happening. If you are on Peacock. You're going to get to watch Halloween Ends That's streaming, right. and you can also watch it in theaters. So this is very unique because I didn't expect this to continue once theaters were open and they wanted more butts and seats. But apparently Peacock is desperate for subscribers. So they're saying, we will throw you anything to subscribe to our service. Say that it didn't work out for their remake of uh, Firestarter, but I believe a key component of that is that it was shit. We watched it 20 minutes terrible. of it and turned it off. Oh my God, it was so. And we had turned turned it off and found the original, and we we're like, "Oh, this is great." I disavow the existence of that movie. <laughs> it's not real. Yes, it, it, it's a hole. It's a it's that was a the hole worst in movie reality. I seen this year. That movie was terrible. Oh my God! Wait, you actually uh, survived it, Delvin? I watched the whole thing. Did you thing. see it, it all the terrible. way through? Yes. Oh my bad. God! I is this like that old commercial from the set? I can't believe I ate the whole thing. I can't believe <laughs> exactly I suffered through the whole thing. Save oh. for the cat killing. Yeah. Oh God. There's a cat. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. She does. She does make a cat burst into flames. Sorry. Um, yeah. So Halloween. Uh, what was the one that? What, what was? What was the name of the last one? Halloween kills. Halloween kills. That's Halloween the one kills. that we got last year. Did, wait. Did, so, Dill, uh, Devin. Uh, did you know, Delvin? Did you watch Halloween Kills? I watched. Yeah, I watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It was more of the Friday the Thirteenth kind of Michael Myers, which I'm yeah. not used to because it's not. It's not Michael Myers. He's more, but I thought it was fun, dumb fun kind of movie. I thought the first one dumb, was better. Dumb fun is the specialty of this podcast. Uh, I have, it's up- my phrase, and, dumb fun. Look, yeah, look forward in upcoming merch. It's coming your way. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was where we kind of felt like the first one felt so serious. It was kind of like on point. The next movie was like, no, Michael. You know, Michael Myers will get attacked by a crowd of people. They'll shoot him with guns, and it don't matter. It's yeah, crazy. He, he does. Because you think at the end he's finally got his comeuppance, but then yeah, he kills all of them and stumbles back into the house. And didn't he end up finally murdering the daughter? And then he's going yeah. So so it's going to be Laurie Strode, and then who's the sheriff? Will Patton is going to be two of them, as you know. And then at the end of it, do they find love? I hope so. You know, she deserves love. Yes, yes. Lori and Michael go off and they have the honeymoon they always want. Oh, no, no, no. Her and Will Patton, you know, the oh. villain from The Postman. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, yes. Did you guys watch the extended cut of it? Oh, what, there God. was? No, how there do you was, see that? There was enough punishment in just watching it. Wait, how do you, so I'm, I'm dumb. So these days with streaming, is there like a way to see the more content? Do you have to buy the disc? I, I don't know how to do that. I think you can watch the extended version on Peacock. I, I want to say I, oh, really? I, I have the disc, but um, yeah, they the ending is a little different. It's longer. It kind of shows the the murder of the daughter, and it gets a little further into it. Oh my! It. 
it, it's worth checking out because it does it improve it, the outcome? Does it improve the outcome of the movie? A little bit, yeah. It adds context okay. to it. It kind of, it kind of explain takes the story to another step. So you're like, okay, I see where we're. So going it's like the Snyder cut. So it's like the Snyder cut, except yeah, it probably is not three hours longer. Not as long. <laughs> I think it's like 10, 10, 15 minutes more of like footage. Okay, I can invest 10 minutes or 15 minutes into making the movie better. As long as you don't have to watch the whole rest of the movie, right? Okay, you don't. Let's, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, so with that, uh, it has become the hallowed time. Time to get out the app, signal the car, to get us down to Skugtown, Nastyville. That's right. The Geek Easy awaits. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Delvin, what you been watching or reading? Um, I watched what y'all watched She-Hulk, so I watched the first episode of She-Hulk, which I enjoyed a lot. It's it's fun. I like that they're pretty comic book accurate with certain elements, like her talk, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. They're not getting too crazy with it, like her talking to the reader, like she used to do in the comics and stuff like that. I like the story so far. It's it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's pretty entertaining. And I'm also watching like I'm trying to finish this up Sandman. Oh Sandman. really? I, I, I've watched the first two episodes, so oh, I'm not as after it. Two two episodes? Yeah, we we never ended up going back. Our friend John is is crazy for it. So I feel like I should give it another shake. But yeah, April after April. Charlie, it's a long story, and one chapter is just a bit. So I would yeah, say I know, but I watch, know, but watch, you, watch two or three, watch two or three. But, but even you haven't watched more than two, Todd. So how could you know? Well, because I'm going to, I just have too much to watch. I'm, it's not that I'm, I'm saying I don't, it doesn't grab me. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh-huh. I will say this about Sandman. It's great, but it's not like She-Hulk. She-Hulk, you can watch, you can do other things because right. it's an action show. Sandman is a very cerebral show. You got to give it your time and attention. Or you'll miss important information. So I understand how. Okay, I'm only two episodes in. I'm I'm at episode seven, but that's because like okay. usually on Sundays I have time to watch it and give my full right. attention to it. So I recommend if you're gonna watch it, give it time so you can watch the show and understand what's going on, so you can enjoy the story of it. So yeah, that's my take on it. It's really good. Yeah, and Netflix doesn't appreciate my time. The fact that it's like it's it's out for one week and it's like I already have to watch eleven episodes. So I'm like I watched two because it's like that's my pacing. But they did drop eleventh like ep- extra yeah. bonus episode. I'm like that's crazy that they did that. That's cool though. They've never done that before. Yeah, I've never seen that. them do that. That's, it's really good they're doing that. That's cool. Dial it up to eleven. Well, cool. Well, I watched and Todd. We've been talking about this for quite some time, but Sylvester Stallone has his first big whatever. And again, it's on Amazon Prime. Everybody has Amazon Prime because I don't really know many people that don't have Prime uh, as a service because it's Amazon and this post-COVID world and you don't want to give them your money, but you're doing it. So anyway, they Charlie, have Prime Video. Does yes. Optimus Prime have Amazon Prime? Todd, he died Prime. in 1986. What are you talking about? Is he a ghost? Is he a ghost robot? Ghost robot. That's crazy. I don't even know how that Charlie, happened. Charlie, Am- Optimus died. You know, we came back. Come on. He did. Well, he's a robot. How does a robot die? 
get another circuit board. He's live. He had, he had a server that's backing him up on Amazon cloud servers. Oh God, there you go. It's another, it's another one of the services included with your prime service. Oh God. Oh my God. We're turning into their robots. Okay. Anyway. So uh, basically, yeah, he's got this movie going on. So Samaritan uh, is set in Granite city. Filmed in Atlanta, Todd and I had this conversation earlier today, but it's funny because in a wall where the villains of the film are like, we're going to do this, their big goal at the end of it is to blow up the power station or something. They show a map that has zip codes written on of it. One of them is 48202, which is Uptown Detroit. So oh. this Granite City is supposed and to And it had the RoboCop video game in the background. So yes, I, I, get, Actually, I get what you're dropping there. It was terrible. You saw RoboCop's leg hanging in the background. So that's why RoboCop didn't help. Um, but anyway, what, what it is is that years ago, there were brothers, Samaritan and Nemesis, super lame names. They, uh, you know, were bad. You know, they were both terrible people in their hometown as young kids. So they weren't the terrible. Mother- they were good. They were. They had oh. special abilities. Oh, you try, the, 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 you're trying to tell me you also watched it? I did, Charlie. I watched the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. And basically, okay. these twins had super abilities. The townsfolk in this town of Detroit, the townsfolk, essentially said, we're scared of these powered kids. We're going to kill your family. And then the kids came out and the parents died. I believe that was the direction I was going in. Yes, the parents died. And so, you know, this, this legend, again, is being told by this young kid. He's kind of a street rat. You know, a single mom raising him. He's rough. He's getting into trouble. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's retelling us the story of how there was a big slug out between the two brothers and Nemesis died. Or they thought Guess who's good? Died. Guess who's bad? Yes, exactly. It's a, <laughs> it's Samaritan a is good. Nemesis yes. is bad. They had a slug fest. Both right. of them disappeared. But at the end of it, you know, so anyway, the story goes through. The you know, movie is hour 45, something like that. And, yeah, it's, it is it is a, a playing it through. You know, we're all a little bit good. We're all a little bit bad. So, yeah, you know, is Sly Samaritan. He, he's kind of the neighborhood, you know, grump. Don't give um, anything away, Charlie. But Don't give anything the, away. The, the kid uh, ends up befriending him, and then the story happens. In the final analysis, my wife thought it was kind of dumb. I thought, eh, it's par for the course. But the Detroit, the, the quasi-Detroit setting made me appreciate it with all the rubble and the burning and the urban decay. I loved it. Okay. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was pretty well done. It was kind of like an old man Logan where a kid is, there's a, you know, that the city is decaying, uh, you know, Bad things are happening, and they're just looking for a hero. And the whole thing is, uh, after this fallout between the two superhero brothers, uh, they've never been seen again. The kid just is looking for someone, and he's a big right. fan. And and, right. and, and so kind of it's a, it's kind of a cool story between the kid and Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's funny because you're on Greyjoy is the big bad, um, which is uh, kind of cool to see him I in his tell role. With yeah. the- the tattoos and the scruffy beard. I, yeah, the yeah. weird hair. But I, I did yeah. I did enjoy it. And it's kind of that run of the mill, like, is he or won't he? will accept his mantle to come back and save right. everyone, show his powers and ability. So I enjoyed right. it. And there was – I liked the twist at the end because I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That was kind of right. cool. Um, right. yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I absolutely didn't. Um, so, Todd, would you say they were holding out for a hero? Dun, yes, dun, they were. Cubani yes. Tyler. Yes, Cubani oh, Tyler. Oh my gosh. Yes, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Not I, I, the best movie, but I, yeah. I did find some good things about it. I, I found bits of it. Yes, you both so. saw it. 
Yeah, please. Is it better than Rambo Last Blood? Rambo, I never saw that, so I have to say yes. R- Rambo Last Blood was the most recent one. Yes. And it was it was he befriended a neighbor. It was like his was it his granddaughter or his niece or something, and yes, he had to go down to Mexico and she got killed or something. That was that th- this was better than that because that was like and and that Rambo was somehow worse than the one before it was, which was one of the worst yes. I thought I'd ever seen where it was Rambo and he was a riverboat guy in Vietnam. Oh my God. Not so Rambone. Anyway, Rambone. Ramboner. Uh, so, but, uh, but Sylvester Stallone, man, oh man, God almighty, that dude is still jacked. He's probably taking all the steroids, but he's still jacked. Why well, his face hasn't fallen off. It's amazing. This week, we also had the... Re- Obviously, I also had She-Hulk. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment here. But, Todd, have Katie and I been at all successful in getting you to watch Lower Decks? Because the show is back now. Did, have, did you watch another episode? Well, you told me, essentially, it's the same. If I'm, like, through seven episodes of the season, it's like, it's more of the same. So I'm like, you didn't tell me it's getting better. You just told me it's more of the same. So I'm like, I, I, thought, it, I thought it was okay. It's not like yeah. must-see TV. I don't think the comedy is very good. I think it's okay, and I think they're pretty stereotypical characters. So I'm like, okay, what's my hook? What's my hook, Charlie? I will remember that the next time you're pontificating about Bob's Burgers. Wasn't that the smash of the summer there, <laughs> Bob's Burgers is a 30-minute comedy where the family is dorky and they make burgers. I mean, this is this is Star Trek, man. This is Star Trek, which is has a there's no Bob's Burgers like cinematic universe. There's no like Bob's Burgers is trying to be better and teach you lessons. This is Star Trek, man. They're trying to like why diversity matters. This is why we're doing these things. And and this is like, and by the way, this is Star Trek characters getting drunk on Klingon wine and doing goofy stuff. So they're not raising the bar. They're bringing the bar down to the least common they, denominator. They took, they took the bar and turned it sideways. But anyway, we were very, you know, over on Code, 40, uh, over on code 47. Our but I, well, but, very, but ask, Delvin. Delvin, ask Delvin if he's compare this to the Star Trek animated series. Is Delvin interested? That's a great question. I, I actually am interested in Lower Decks. I haven't watched it yet. But I've heard it has like a Rick and Morty feel to it almost. and Very much like so, anime. yeah. I mean, and again, and I'm saying that for someone who's seen snippets of Rick and Morty. But again, this is a show, and I've talked about it here. I've talked about it over on Code 47 uh, that I, I was really into. Uh, I had some new co-hosts come and join me on 47 who really hated the second season. I got a little jaded on it. And then I had... Katie, my co-host, come along. Talk Charlie, about you're getting swayed like the wind, depending on who and who and great you. Like, I like it if they like it. I don't like it if they like it. So, you're not you're not ingratiating me to say I like the show. It's like if somebody likes it, I may like it. It depends. You know what? It, it ended up being a communal thing. It really did. Because, but Delvin, I think you might like it. I think it does have a right. bend of humor, Star Trek that we haven't seen in a long time. So, I'm just okay. telling you. For me, it was kind of like. Eh, I've seen, gotten better humor elsewhere, but I think it's it's an open door to a lot of other people that are like, that's what they want. So I, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying for me, it's like, I'm hoping they would raise the bar. But from whatever you tell me, if you didn't like it after seven, it's pretty much more of the same. So, my, my so and uh, go ahead, Delvin, please. Contact, contact out there. It's so much to, to watch. Like you have Picard, you have uh, yeah. Discovery. Yeah, it's, it, lowered, it's, it's, t- it, it's, it's tough if you need some help. Listen to our show. Uh, we tell you what's good and what's bad, or at least we try to. We give you an opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, with Paramount Plus, if you're really genuinely interested in checking out uh, Lower Decks, they do a trial. 
those episodes are 22 minutes. It's real easy to knock out that entire series in a week or okay. less. But again, you know, like you said, we live we we live we live in a world of content, so it is it is tough to choose. And no, I understand. It's better than Enterprise and Voyager, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, it is uh, not better than either one of those things. That is simply what Todd Ooh. thinks. And really, Charlie, and bold statement. Oh, Todd, okay. Todd thinks that what he thinks is what's real, but it's all an illusion. <laughs> you know what? And watch this stuff. There's Paramount Plus trials all over the place. Yep. Watch it there. Wow! Wow! Bold claims. Mm. Exactly correct. All Star. You know what? All Star Trek has its own beauty. Uh, You just have to know where to look. I think Scotty said that. All right, moving on. Todd, what do you got? Yeah. So, so Delvin, you mentioned uh, She Hulk. Uh, Have you watched episode two? Not yet. Okay. Perfect. We'll go from there. Oh, oh, not yet. So we won't. We'll actually like dust off to say She Hulk episode two is out. Um, And I think that's enough. For me, yeah, I can say Miles say, Miles if you want to. I'm okay. You can say Miles if you need to. Okay. Well, it's comedy, so I guess it's less dependent on spoilers. Um, so I will say She-Hulk episode two. I still don't think it raised the bar for comedy in the MCU. Um, it still feels like Alan McBeal. Um, and I'm still waiting to understand Jen's uh, crux or challenge, except for the fact that she feels um like she's being challenged to uh, compromise her ability as a lawyer just because she happens to be She-Hulk. So at this point, I'm like, I don't feel like there's a conflict. I don't think that there's much there to, 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 to mine. Although I've learned that she has a, she said essentially being a Hulk is so much easier than me because Bruce was abused as a child. So I don't have to worry about that interior mile. I just am a woman dealing with horrible things happening to me. So I can deal with this. I'm like, well, Todd, so to me, it's you like, know, eh. that was very much the crux of, uh, Allie McBeal as a series. It's funny you should mention that because she was, you know, she's a lady lawyer and she's at a firm with her ex-lover and then they go to the bar and Vonda Shepard is singing. So I'm feeling, you're right, I'm feeling kind of a spiritual connection. She's, she It definitely is. Yeah. She, and she the comedy is from, the comedy is from the 90s because right now the comedy is not very good. It's not great comedy. It's it's very yeah. much, eh. I will give you. I will, I will give you a, a, a somewhat uncertain spoiler, Delvin. The uh, father of She-Hulk is played by none other than Mark Lynn Baker. That would be Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Oh, that's great! That's not not quite nineties, yeah. a little more eighties than nineties, but still. That is great. Cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm waiting to see where more comes from this. I think there was some cool cameos. There's a thing that comes up that shows with Hulk where he's going to be doing, and and I think it's very unclear and they're very hazy of like how these things fit together. But um, apparently, in next year, the uh, the rights will revert back to Disney because it's been 15 years since the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Uh, or no, no, it would have been, oh, yeah, it would have right. been Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, Marvel gets those results, uh, those, those, those rights back. So they actually can do something full on with Hulk as a main character. Essentially, they, his and rights. They, and they're giving you a little piece in this episode. I'm not going to tell you what. But there's, yeah. Exactly. So, so, so more to there. Right yeah. Well, I, yeah. I so we'll see where it goes. I know the rumors of what they're going to do. So I think that's cool. That's exciting if they do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. More to come there. But yeah, I yeah. think the show, uh, I don't know how many, how many episodes. This is six episodes, Charlie. Uh, have to look it up, but that's been, the, that's been what they've been doing. 
Which just seems so weird because we're getting like 22 episodes of Andor over two seasons, but we're getting like six episodes of this. So it seems I mean, like ooh, I will, these I are will, half hours. I will, I will tell you that, you know, you know that I went to go see Rogue One and IMAX. They had a nice long, cool scene from what I would imagine is first episode of Andor. Looks pretty intense. But Todd doesn't really like Star Wars. That's the problem, Delvin. So I love Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I hate the prequels, Charlie. I hate the prequels, but the prequels but, apparently is all Star Wars. It's ninety percent of Star Wars these days. That's what that's what people are making. So Todd, we're going to have to be Schrodinger's Star Wars here. You know, if you don't love the prequels, does it really exist? Isn't that Schrodinger's? Or apparently that- not. Apparently not. not. Oh well, I but I'll right, see how right. the video. I'll still have the video games with Star Wars because that's what I like more so than watching the old stories. Oh well. Uh, lastly. A movie that I watched with my wife because it's been on my radar. I wanted to watch this called Love and Monsters. It's a really cool take on like the apocalypse of the world. And this is essentially a different take on it. The fact that uh, there was a meteor going to hit the the earth in modern times. So call it 2015. Um, We launched rockets to break this meteor apart. And when it did so, this mutagenic like uh, organism came to earth it essentially mutated all like animals on earth and essentially traded like Godzilla's and uh, all these different creatures that essentially almost destroyed the population of humans. And this is kind of the fallout. It's like five years post that. And you get to see then how are people surviving? And it's pretty cool because you've got all, it's kind of like fallout Delvin in a way where there's all these little um, like, uh, nodes where they're underground and they're surviving in these little communes and they do uh, speak through like walkie talk, not walkie talkies, but you know, radio signals and they're talking to people, but they're finding like um, that the mutants and these big crazy creatures are starting to invade these little enclaves. So this one character uh, Dylan, I can't remember his name, is a young actor, pretty well done. Dil- oh, he, Dylan, uh, oh, Dylan, Dylan O'Brien. I'll bet. Sure, go. why not? Yeah, there you go. That seems appropriate. But he okay. is in love with I this like girl. It. Yeah, he's in love with this girl, and his goal is to meet up with her. He lost his family, but he's with this enclave that he, that that depends on him because he's like their cook and does all these things. And But he wants to find her because he's been lost in love and wants to find her. So that's the goal. He has to travel 85 miles to find her she's at this other conclave and that's what he's doing but everybody's laughing at him because he's kind of coward and they don't believe he can do it and it's his journey to find her travel 85 miles that's all he has to do and it's that the journal journey and he um it's really entertaining i liked how they set it up because he's not like the 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 tough dude he's kind of unsecure um he's let people down in the past and it's his path to find this lady along the way he meets others. He has uh, very dangerous events with these different type of creatures. And he's also an artist. So he's done a good job of like writing down kind of like each creature he's encountered and their um, all of their um, weaknesses and things like that. So it's really cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I think you can rent it. I it, It's actually, I think that's how you can watch it now or run the streaming services. So it's there. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It actually, and it was funny because he does meet a dog. I won't say more. Chris said, if the dog dies, I'm turning this off. We didn't turn it off. So just spoilers there. Just, but it's good. Uh, I like this it, movie a lot. 100% sounds like YA nonsense. Was it the Maze Runner? <laughs> no, no, actually, it was really good. Merle is in this, Charlie. Merle is in this. Merle, Merle. He's awesome. You talk From about Walking Rooker? Dead. 
Rooker? Yes. Yeah. He's, in, well, he's then awesome. And I'm sold. You could have said Yandu. I would have gotten there quicker. It's it's really well done. It was not YA nonsense. I thought it was really a good story of survival. Not zombies, not something else. It was big monsters. These crazy, like, mutated things. It was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So check it out. Oh. Uh, an alternative apocalypse film. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the news. So, Todd, it's time. You're getting ready for me to sing. Get out the app. We got to get to Air Qantas to the land down under. Time for the Thunderdome. The mutants are waiting. And we've got a great topic this week. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we're doing the fall movie preview. And Charlie talked about what's fall. And I said, well, it's September 20th, December 20th. So essentially it's the end of the year for movies. So um, a big change. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Charlie, for that. Yes, thank you. Uh, So I will say this. This is probably one of the leanest falls leading into Christmas and the holiday season I've True. ever seen. So there's not much here. So it's really going to be like uh, very slim pickings, but maybe there's some surprises that might uh, be exciting for all of us. So September, uh, if we look at releases, we have Barbarian, uh, which is a horror film coming up September 9th. Clerks 3 in very limited release on VOD eventually. Ooh. September 13th. <laughs> The Woman King, which looks very, very good. I believe it's totally. Octavia Spencer, uh, September yeah. 16th. Kind of like a historical, kind of like biopic kind of cool thing. Uh, Silent like, Twins. Historical like Black Panther, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so Silent Twins, September 16th. Don't Worry, Darling, uh, September 23rd. Brothers, September 30th, which is kind of like a gay rom-com, which is kind of fun. Uh, and then Smile, a very indie horror film, looks very horrific on September 30th. So do any of these uh, speak to you, gentlemen? I have been seeing trailers for months and months for <clears throat> Don't Worry, Darling, which is on September 23rd. It's got Florence Pugh plus one of the one of the One Direction kids. Was it Harry Styles? Harry Knowles? I don't know. One of them. It's Harry. Harry Styles. And then, and then yeah, Chris Pine and uh, Olivia Wilde, who uh, she didn't write it, she did direct it. This looks crazy. It's one of these like... It's set in the 1960s. It looks like one of those like America towns that, you know, the Soviets used to set up or basically one of those communities that they would build a nuke like at the beginning of Indiana Jones, the Crystal Skull. But it's some crazy weird project. And they're all, you know, these housewives are prisoners within because all the men will go off to work and they don't know what they do. They're working on the Victory Project. Like I said, I've seen the trailer a million times. I got to know what the hell's going on. So <clears throat> this is going to make my September. I'm fired up for this. Uh, definitely not fired up for Clerks 3 because yikes, we've talked about it. It's out for like two days, and then I'm sure I will see it on DOD and be ultimately very disappointed. I actually am excited for Clerks 3 just to see what how he ends it, how he, how, he, how he pulls it together because he's been as of late hit or miss, and a lot of it's been miss. So miss. Oh, so man. it's it's kind of yeah. like it's one of those things where like clerks it means so the original clerks movies mean so much to so many people. True. Well, we talked about it just last week. We broke yeah. down clerks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think clerks too kind of has a little bit of that too. A lot of people like clerks too. A lot it's, it's mixed, but a lot of people like clerks too. So, but the problem yeah. with Kevin Smith films are you have like movies that you have the movies that people love. Like clerks, and you have dogma. I think kind of falls in that line. Do you have the ones where people are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is this? Right. <laughs> <And it's> kind- <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. 
And then you get into Red State and you get into Tusk and you're like, yeah. he's just, he's doing this on purpose. With yeah. yeah. What, yoga hosers, Charlie, your oh. favorite? No, Tusk yeah. was the one I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh my God, I was, I was tripping yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so God. yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see what kind of Kevin Smith movie is this because it's going to be a good I, one or it's going to be just I, I I too have a lingering curiosity. How about you, Todd? What what speaks to you in September? Well, I, I, I'd rather refer to Delvin, what his picks are um, well, for I, the month I, I of September. I thought that was I thought that was it. Is that was it? That, well, I don't think we yeah. I think we just started with Clerk. So is there anything else that you're excited about in September? Clerks and the Woman King. Both of those. Kind oh, of yeah. Movies. I'm not touching. Totally. Yeah, and, and I'm wrong. Sorry. I apologize. It's actually Viola Davis serving as yes. Nan Asika as right. uh, I, a part I, of the uh, all-defensive uh, army of the Adoje. So very yes. much the, the, the like a, a, a Black Panther feel totally. for yes. women warrors, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And jo- John Boyega is the king. Uh, yes. Oh, really? Time, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're right. No, that definitely. But yeah, that, they've really got me with the trailer uh, for that. Don't worry, Billy. I'm curious. All right, Todd, how about you? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I, I I won't repeat what everybody's excited about. But the Woman King looks amazing. I it's a part of history I didn't know anything about. Don't worry, yeah. darling. Looks like gaslighting the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's well. That's what why it looks so exciting. Gaslighting the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Smile. Uh, if you saw the trailer for Smile, it's just this creepy movie where everybody who's smiling like a Joker smile is going to kill you. And I'm like, this looks creepy. It looks weird. It might be, you know, it's Charlie. I don't know if this is going to be in theater. So it might be a Shocktober candidate. I don't know, but man, it looks creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, And it could be good and it could be horrible, but we'll maybe we'll find out if it's horrible and then we'll just avoid it. I don't know. You watch a lot of movies, Charlie. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. So um, we move on to, all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we move on to October. So this is a little bit different because you expect to be a ton of scary, scary movies. Now, I will say uh, this really doesn't highlight all of the streaming movies because there are some streaming movies in October which literally look fun, like My Best Friend's Exorcism on Netflix. There's going to be some <laughs> – some so there's going to be some movies in there that are fun. But we've got – Tar, I have no clue what that is. Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which is just crazy because I saw a trailer for it. It's on the streaming yeah. service. It's this yeah, crocodile yeah. that's like a musician. It's dumb. Um, <laughs> Halloween Ends, we already talked about that. White Bird, A Wonder Story, no clue. Uh, Black Adam, this could be the probably number one movie of October. Makes a lot of sense, October 21st. Yeah. Ticket to Paradise, no clue. Uh, Pray for the Devil, October 20th. Until a very important movie. Uh, you know, the story of Emmett Till, a little young boy who was yes. lynched in the South. This is going to be a big film. And I I mean, it won't it will be a difficult watch, but it's a very important film. So that that ends October. Okay. So um, so, you know, we'll go from there. We'll mix it up a little bit. Delvin, uh, October. How does it look for you? Black Adam. That's the one I'm going to watch. I, I cannot watch Emmett Till. That is going to be too much. Yeah. Honestly speaking. I hear I you. I I'm exact. I'm exactly the same. You know, those same two, same high and same low. But yeah, Halloween ends. <clears throat> I mean, we'll see it too because we always do go see that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just yeah. the the bar is very low for yeah, Halloween what, ends. Yeah, yeah. Once you know the story of Emmett Till and you know how that went, I, I can't watch. The, yeah, that yeah. 
and I saw a trailer just recently, and of course, being familiar with the story, but just to think about, oh my God. But I think it's important because a lot of people don't know, and that's the whole thing. These movies are important because they bring forward stories that people often were underreported, just not aware of, and unfortunately, a lot of people just ignored it because it could be out of their purview. They could ignore it because it wasn't on the nightly news, and this, once again, brings stories from our past forward to say, we have a Mm -hmm. lot to speak to and yeah. uh it's important but yeah to your point it's tough it's like schindler's list all these stories like these are horrific yeah. things it's a hard yeah. watch but you know what if you learn from it hopefully we will not repeat our mistakes because our world as you know we're repeating a lot of the same damn mistakes we've made in the yeah. past very much so very cool well yeah i mean halloween ends i'll watch that on peacock probably because uh, you know what it's free and based on halloween kills <laughs> I, I don't know if it's worth spending the movie, but I saw that one. I'm like, oh, that was a tough watch. Black Adam should be a ton of fun. It's going to probably be more dumb fun than is good fun or a good movie. But you know what? I'm more excited about the JSA characters, the Hawkman, the Dr. Fate, the Adam Smasher, those characters finally being on film. Um, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in everything, so I'm hopeful he brings his A game, his raised eyebrow, and makes it a cool experience. Or, you know what? He'll just move on to the next Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Too fast. Too, fast 10, your seatbelts. That's going to be the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> fast 10, yes. Fast I 10. I can't, I can't claim that one that came from somewhere else. But, oh, anyway. All right. What's next? Yeah. So we get into November. And there's some movies that are um, – not listed here, but I found on this link we had, which I'll just go really quick. So uh, the the movie, the, the, the hundred pound or hundred pound, the thousand pound elephant in the room is obviously Black Panther 2, Wakanda right. Forever. This movie has so much more to bring than just a next MCU film. So I won't say right. more than that because we'll talk about that in a little bit. But another movie that came up, it's called The Menu, November 18th. Uh, this is interesting. Anya Taylor-Joy, it's her renaissance, in another horror film, she's going to be playing Margot, an unpretentious young woman who joins her foodie boyfriend, Nicholas Holt, for an unforgettable evening of molecular gastronomy on a remote, exclusive island. If you don't think something is going to go wrong after that premise, I will tell you it will go even further, because guess who's going to be the chef? Ray Fiennes. Oh, no. It's definitely people. Yeah, so why isn't this movie in October? Because this is where you want to see, like, people being on the menu but not on the menu, like Soylent Green. This right. should be in October. So that's a – that's a, 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 a why? Why? We're in, we're in Thanksgiving. We don't want to hear, see people be eaten in November when we're going to be eating our turkey. Come on. So yeah, – uh, but who, other than that – Yeah, who's the studio that made this, this boner? Yeah, bad decision. Yeah, so we've got like some other like we've got the hipster Amsterdam movie that's going to be like I think the next movie by the creator of uh, uh, oh god what's his name um, the guy that does like all the uh, hipster movies with uh, I'm trying to remember his name Wes, uh, Wes Anderson Wes Anderson I think it's another Wes Amsterdam movie Nove- oh Amsterdam November fourth uh, Armageddon time November eleventh she said November eighteenth Bones and All November twenty third Devotion November twenty third Strange World which is actually a Disney animated oh, film. Yeah. Yeah, which you've probably seen the trailers. trailers weird, weird trailer, kind of weird pacing. You know, yeah, it's like uh, sci-fy so yeah. original ta- tale. Could right. be really good considering their track record, which is really good these days. The Disney animation versus Pixar, and then the Fablemans, which is apparently is a Steven Spielberg kind of like pseudo 
uh, biography on himself. So we'll see how that goes because he's probably telling stories as a fableman. So those are your November films. So with that, Charlie, what's your uh, takes for November? You know, I know this is going to be a la- lazy pick, but I- I'm very much interested in Black Panther. Sorry, I know th- I know it's not an exciting answer, but um, <clears throat> and it's yeah, it, it was it was. Uh, the, the list you had and then kind of the, what we're looking at here don't necessarily agree. So that makes me believe that things may continue to shift around your menu movie sounds totally nuts. I agree with you. Uh, and again, April and I love going to the movie. So I know we'll see a lot of stuff, but yeah, black Panther is where it's at for me without a doubt. I think there's going to be a lot of surprises uh, just based on the trailer. I'm very excited to see Namor, the first mutant come into play. Uh, you know, you've got the you've got the Atumans or the uh, Atuma and the Lemurians, the blue skinned ones. So those are going to be the villain of the film. I just think we're going to end up seeing a lot of great stuff. I'm excited. Very good. Very good. Delvin for November. Yeah, without question, it's Black Panther. I, I want to <laughs> see how they honor Chadwick's memory and how they kind of tie things together with that. And I'm super excited to see where they go with this because this. This has been a troubled film. Like there's been a lot of things going on with this film. It's been pushed back, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of just like, hey, this is seems like the perfect film to end the MCU year off with. It. So I'm just super excited for it. Yeah, I I would agree. I'm the same boat. I mean, Strange World could be a good Thanksgiving film to see with the family. I don't know if this one's going direct to Disney Plus, probably not, but I mean, you're, you're exactly right. Black Panther, it's my favorite, my son's favorite MCU movie. I love that movie. It's one of the few MCU movies I've actually seen uh, multiple times because I just what? think it's so cool. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, Charlie, unbelievable. But I love the soundtrack, the story, the the culture, the, the, the fact that it was just, it was a good mix of all these things and i just thought it was great so uh very excited for that uh so black panther wakanda forever and unfortunately well unfortunately 45 days later you'll be able to see it in at home so right in time for like end of the year which is great because then you can see it again with your family and friends who may not have seen the theater so we go to december to wrap this up so i will tell you the movies we've got violent night december 2nd that sounds like a a happy december film a man called otto i'm sure it's not the 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 tale of Otto Octavius. We've got Avatar, The Way of Water, Charlie, Hush. Uh, we've got, spoiler alert, we've, we've got The Hero Dies on December 16th. Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, December 21st. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is a thing for me on December 21st. Woman Talking on December 25th, and Babylon on December 25th. So I will go first to wrap it up. Uh, I will say there's not really any movie I want to see in, in December, unfortunately. Um, I may see Avatar just to see if, if this is just uh, finally something that comes back in. Was it a ruse? I don't know. Nerd. I'm not passionate about Avatar. I'm not passionate about Avatar because I don't think it deserves a passion because it was such a eh, movie. Uh, it doesn't be like, I hate it. I hate it. Why? Because it was just made a lot of money and you're like, eh. I don't know. I'm not going to give. It's, yeah. it's Cameron. I think it's Cameron more than anything. And the way, but Charlie, but the way, the way James Cameron movie, has made like, great movies before this. I know. He, he's, but the, yeah. the, his attitude with this is like, hey, when I want to see my movie, go fuck yourself. You're going to see my movie because he's such a dick. 
He's such a people dick. Have it's sh- the reason because, I like it. Because people have shit on it for 12 years, and he's like, I'm tired of people just being a bitch to me. I've made more <laughs> money than you ever have. When you've made a better film than I've made more money, come back and talk to me. Because people are just, the peanut gallery is just like, I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm like, well, then don't watch it and shut the F up because you don't need to see it. So stop oh. it. It's just dumb. It's, it's rage for no reason except to say, I need to be something to be angry about. I'm like, did you watch the Transformers movies? Because those are pile of shits. Maybe we should be there because they they screwed on my childhood. Have you seen the Twilight movies? Because those are piles of crap. But you know what? No, we're going to focus on Avatar because it made more movies than the movies I love. So I think that's the whole the hot take. So Delvin. This, I, this is where I'm uh, going to have a stroke. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. So, so Delvin, with these movies, what do you think? I think I'll be staying at home December. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. a delightful choice. Yeah, um, I have no interest in that. I mean, K- Katie and I already have plans to try to live heckle Avatar. I don't know if that's going to be us sitting in front of a TV and you'll get like the MST3K. Um, we, we definitely really want to make fun of it as as, as a SFU outing. But to be honest with you, I love musical biopics, and I saw a poster walking down. I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is about uh, Whitney Houston, which was the story of, you know, triumph and tragedy. Super interested in seeing that. I love that kind of stuff. I'll watch that. Could be good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, 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 we, I mean, it's fairly in like almost an Amy Winehouse where it's not been that long. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out versus like an Elvis where it's been like 40 years. So, um, but yeah, Whitney Houston, obviously one of the best artists of our life. Um, and to see her finally get her due, uh, would be awesome on film versus like a lifetime movie. Cause we don't want that. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. I'm, I, I may see, like I said, may see avatar. I don't know. It's going to be a long month. And my curiosity, my, my morbid curiosity may play out on a $5 Tuesday to see avatar. We'll see. Mm, we will see. Like I said, it's a professional, whatever that I feel like I'll have to see it anyway, but I promise not to have anything controversial to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. So that is it for the podcast, folks. Let us know what you're looking for this fall. It Please. is the doldrums, unfortunately, because I'm hoping 2023 is a much better year for film. But we are ending some, some very good films, but it's far less than we would normally get. So with right. that, Delvin, thank you for joining us. And tell yeah, no people where they can find you across the webs. You can find me on Twitter, Delvin underscore Cox. Check out the Delvin Cox experience and play some video games. Anywhere you get podcasts. And also, just be on the lookout for Justin League Mortar, where I played John Stewart, Green Lantern. Ooh, that's so cool. I very love exciting. That. So exciting for you, Burrow. Uh, that is going to be very exciting. Very awesome. Good deal. Todd, where do people find you on the webs of Intra? Uh, they can find me at T-Oxtra, where I muse about some crazy things and just try to have a good time. Uh, but you know what? Check out SecretFriendsUnite.com and also check out our YouTube and subscribe to our podcasts. Yes, indeed. To listen to Todd talk about Avatar. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> you can find me uh, over on Twitter at the C3. Spell it out. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok, which I'm trying to dabble with. I'm more looking than posting, but all things in the future. My lovely wife, April, and I also run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the preeminent Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club. You can find us at that website and at uh, across all socials by that name. So, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In the truck. Yo, Adrian. 
This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.